A scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. Welcome to Got It Memorized, the Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name is Joe. I'm joined, as always, by Wheels. What the fuck is up, Wheels? I am very excited to be doing the half of Kingdom Hearts 2 that is essentially the direct-to-DVD sequels (laughs) of all of the worlds we've already played, where the characters don't seem like themselves, and strange villains come out of nowhere... And make choices that, f- frankly, are inscrutable. Yeah. Yeah, no, this game is weird. <laughs> <laughs> the game, like, I was, I was kind of uh, worried because I feel like the game kind of peaks at that hollow bastion section. And then there's kind of just a, this gap of time where you're waiting uh, for, like, the last world, more or less. Um, but enough stupid shit happens. In, in these in these worlds that we're gonna cover today that I have found yep. I have found joy in <laughs> the joyless. <laughs> Very excited. Um this is about where I left off playing Kingdom Hearts 2 the last time I, I played last summer, which is when I pitched to you this this stupid show. Um oh. and I thought about it, I was like, I guess I could start playing it again along with the show. And then I watched these parts and I was like, I never want to play Kingdom Hearts 2 again. I don't I don't think. <laughs> um so let's get into it. <laughs> Goof Troop head back to Land of Dragons for the, the Mulan world. Mulan again. 2, the one on VHS tape exclusively. They... Sora descends from heaven. Yeah. Onto the, the town that was, you know, burned and destroyed and when we were here last. Um, Goofy looks at this destroyed town and says, I wonder how everybody's doing. <laughs> which hopefully he's not referring to the people of the town and hopefully he has a better memory than that and hopefully he's just referring to in general how Mulan and Shang are doing hopefully I don't know how long has it been since Sora's been here uh it's been weeks since we've been here yeah and like they didn't fix a single thing about this place um so that's a bummer Sora ame- oh no Do- Donald Dordled <laughs> is, what I, Dordled. is what I started to say uh, Donald points at a cloaked figure on the other side of town. Um, uh, and they start to run after it, but we hear Sora come from behind them, and it is Mulan who is also chasing this person. But I guess got distracted by Sora in this very weird exchange. Yeah, Sora says, Mulan, hey, no time to talk. We gotta catch that guy. And she's like, oh, I'm following him too. So then they go. And they follow him higher up the mountain, and they get to the part of the mountain where when we were here last, we saw the villain whose name I don't remember, like crest over the mountain with a legion of heartless or whatever. They're at that part. And let's see what happens here. Uh, they don't find him. And 
Goofy, so they kind of just stop and because they can't even see him anymore. And Goofy says, how come to Milan? He says, how come you're after someone in Organization 13? And she says, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and Sora says, that guy in black. And Donald says, yeah, he's one of the bad guys. And Milan says, I knew it. There's a rumor in the Imperial City about a spy lurking in the mountains. I'd been up here tracking him, but when you arrived, I lost him. And Goofy says sorry, and she says, don't apologize, but I do wonder where he went. And now there's Heartless here. Hey, remember that time when we were here before and a bunch of Heartless crested over the mountain? What if we did it, but again? But again, in this time, a mystery man is here. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery who could possibly be here. With Riku I thought you were sword. about to say, it's-a me! <laughs> it's-a me! <laughs> Mario! Uh, yeah, there's, so Mario, uh, Mario is standing up there with his brother Luigi and a bunch of Heartless. No, uh, so a bunch of Heartless crushed over the mountain. Have I ever mentioned, I'm sure I have, the, oh, no. the fan fiction I wrote in, like, elementary school. Oh, no. Where Maybe? it was- I, I think I think you might have maybe mentioned it. I, I feel like I've mentioned it on the show before where it was just Kingdom Hearts, but instead of it was but it was like Nintendo and Sega Worlds mixed together and my own OCs. Uh, it forbidden was Forbidden Love. <laughs> forbidden Love. Um I vaguely remember that <laughs> very strongly. <laughs> like all of my, my poor childhood decisions. I also have a strong memory of the Electronic Gaming Monthly April Fool's joke where they said that there was going to be a Kingdom Hearts game coming on the next Nintendo console and it was going to be called Mushroom Kingdom Hearts and Mario was going to be in it. <laughs> and, and here he is. Pal Wheels was very excited about it. <laughs> it's not real. Uh, anyway. Bummer. Uh, they're like, shit, there's a bunch of Heartless. Um, but then, as you mentioned... The uh, hooded figure shows up, and everyone but Sora has already ran off to deal with the Heartless, so Sora is the only one who turns around and notices the hooded figure, and he says, you, quit sneaking around! And he sort of, the figure points to the Heartless, uh, which I have in my notes called Seedless, because they look like little seeds, and mm. I thought that was a good joke. It's good. Um, and then you fight the figure. Do you want to describe that? Uh, I mean, they fight. And he, yeah, but like he has a thing that's like notable. Yeah, I mean, I I mentioned it earlier that he's a mystery man that conveniently has sword, a Riku sword. What could that possibly? Oh, mean? did you already mention? I it? meant to. Oh. I maybe we were talking at the same time. He has Riku sword, yeah. you know, whatever it's called. It has that weird blue eye in the hilt. Um, it kind of looks like a bat wing. It's a very edgy. Uh, so I wonder who Gak could be. They fight. Sora wins. Yeah. Um, and then he, like, awkwardly runs away. I don't know why they fought in the first fucking place, but they did. I don't either. It makes no it sense. It makes not a lick of sense. I mean, it doesn't even seem like... Like, if Sora just started swinging in the cutscene like a dumbass, like, that's believable. Sora's a dumbass. Um, but it doesn't happen. Sora's just staring at him in the cutscene, and then the fight starts. Is there, so, uh, spoiler alert for like 10 minutes later in this world, that is Riku. It will get confusing because there is, turns out, an actual Organization 13 member who is on this world as mm -hmm. well, who we'll see in a little bit. But this one right here is Riku. 
maybe if I maybe if I memorized their body shapes of the cloaks, like some people have done. <laughs> Is there any reason why Riku be- would benefit from Sora thinking he's an Organization Thirteen member? He doesn't want to like, be found. It- not like this. So maybe that's why he fights him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he, yeah, maybe he is, in Jake's words, playing the part. Um, uh, but I, I don't, I don't know. Um, it happens. That's that's the reality of the situation. My question was, the person that they chase up the mountain is that Riku? Because there is a there oh. is an organization oh. member here. Yeah. Or was Riku also chasing? Who will later find out is our boy Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy Bar, Ziggy Bardust. Ziggy Bardust. <laughs> um, Ziggy played the gun, <laughs> but where were the nobodies? Oh, when the key tried to break. <laughs> oh, Ziggy played the gun. That doesn't answer my question. I think the person. I don't think we've seen Zigbar yet. I think it makes the most sense that, yeah, like you were saying, Riku is probably trying to find Zigbar here, and that's who we've been chasing. So we've. So at this point, we've only seen Riku in the cloak. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. Just you know, the show's all about the the nitty gritty details. You know. Um, anyways, what the fuck does Sora say? Uh, cause he thinks it's Riku for some reason. I don't know what would have tipped him off to it. Um, he's seen Riku with that sword. Yeah. That's a joke. Oh, that was sarcasm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Donald says, are you okay? And Goofy's like, did, did you get him? And are you, Sora's... are you winning son? <laughs> he says, no, he's gone. And Sora says, anyway, what now? And Goofy says, I think we better get rid of all the Heartless first. And then there's a rumble up on the mountain. And Mulan says, what was that? Come on, we better get off the mountain. And then some Legend of Zelda looking boss that's sort of like half moth, half dragon, oh, all man. Heartless. What did I, I wrote big old giant yellow flying Heartless monster thingy. Um, and jumps out of the snow and starts flying head and towards the city yeah and and mulan says it's headed towards the city and they <laughs> go to stop it they're like she she says that they have to go warn shang um the next thing we see is shang eat shit <laughs> <laughs> so that's great um and and also it's riku again there and he seems like he's talking to the the emperor i don't know we'll find out in like five minutes so I have to admit, I after I did that whole song, I did want to look up to see how close I was to actually remembering the lyrics of Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. And um, I do want to point out that there is a line that says, now Ziggy really sang screwed up eyes Ooh. and screwed down hairdo. Zig bar is Ziggy Stardust confirmed. Next episode, I'll be wa- I'll be listening to Ziggy Stardust along with. No, I won't. That's a stupid <laughs> idea. Um, I well, who would listen to music and watch Kingdom Hearts? But wait, uh, before I make this joke, how old is Zig bar? Is he's an, he's an adult, right? Yeah. Um, sure. If this is true, then it's canon that <laughs> Zig bar has a huge. Dick. <laughs> 
because of the lyric, uh, came on so loaded man, well hung and snow white tan. <laughs> I am positive that millions of fan artists would agree with that sentiment. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you keep doing our actual program. No, this is fine. Instead of forcing our audience to think about Zigbar's <laughs> No, that's fine, though. I'm, that's, I mean, why, why else are they listening to us if, if not fair <laughs> to get into the, the deep Zigbar lore, um, <laughs> deep, deep into it. Um, what the, f- they get to the palace, everything seems fine. Um, I wrote, <laughs> I don't remember any of these characters' names, so I wrote the side characters are here. Um, yeah, the ones that are, like, comically shaped. There's the one who's round and the one who's tall. <laughs> the, the other soldiers. Yeah, the, you know, from the movie. The, one of them punched Sora in the face. Uh, oh, I, oh, I was like, why don't I remember anything about Mulan? It's because that episode was, I hate Mulan. <laughs> um, <laughs> they said that there's a line in here that's like, Nothing, there's no reason for you to be here. Thank God you're not wearing black cloaks, though. It's, I don't know, it's, it's so just, how can we move the dialogue to move along this scene into the next scene? And then they do, because uh, one of them says that the black, someone in a black cloak is in the palace. And they're like, all right, we're going to go. And then the next cutscene starts, and they're like running from outside the palace gates, and Heartless appear. None of that. None of this makes sense to me. And they fight. And then they fight. Sora wins. Uh, and then they go to the palace, but the door's locked. And oh no! Mulan suggests they climb this pole, and I think it's like a really half-assed movie reference because she struggles to climb the pole. She falls a like. This she is a grand total of like two feet above the ground on this pole, and her hand slips. And we go in slow motion, and we see her fall, and you're, you're like, you're already hearing, like, like you know, like, um, mm, what you say? <laughs> like, like, she's gonna die is the way that this is framed. And you can see the ground below her is, like, I don't know, half a Donald tall? And it's like, <laughs> why, why, why are we so concerned? And she catches, uh, and she just catches herself, and it's fine, and the scene is over, and they get inside the palace. It's, no, it, it's so bizarre how it looks. But, uh-huh. but whatever. Um, they get inside, we see a cloaked figure sort of at the next door, and as they hop down, Donald kind of quacks against the floor um and they go up to this person in a cloak looking kind of shifty and sore is like is it riku um and then we hear and donald and goofy are like what (laughs) sorry what (laughs) why would you make that assumption and then this person whips their cloak off and is like nope never heard of him or should he and it's should have been as if um, uh, why didn't he say as if? This would be the one time he could say as if. And it would make sense. Um, so just pretend it said as if. Uh, what if our podcast, what if we lived in a universe where Zigbar were a lot more popular than Axel and our podcast was just called as if? As if. So every time we present any information, like, I think, like, <laughs> send us in your fan <laughs> theories and we'll read each one and then go as if. <laughs> and as that's if. just us the whole fucking show. Um... <laughs> I uh, I met a friend of mine from college like last when you weekend, donate, 
and- $10,000 a month will change the name of the podcast <laughs> to As If. I met a friend of mine from college like a week ago, and I told him that I, was, I made a, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts, that it was a recap show. And they're like, oh, what's it called? And I said, oh, it's, it's called Got It Memorized. And they gave me such a look that I like, <laughs> I now feel kind of bad about it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share that experience with, with you. Um, oops. Oops. <laughs> uh, where the, Sorry. Where's my notes? Zigbar runs away. Yeah, he summons some nobodies and he's like, I've never heard of anyone named Riku later. And he runs away. Um, and yeah, he just runs the fuck away while they fight. Uh, and then they go, Sora wins, and then they go in to see the Emperor and Shang, who are completely fine. What the fuck was Zigbar doing? Um, yeah, did, <laughs> why, yeah, Ziggy. why did he run? <laughs> it's only hitting me now. Wh- what was he doing there? Why did he run away? <laughs> We later learn that he's here so that he could have turned that dragon into the Heartless that we just saw. So he already did it. Mm-hmm. So, so, right, why is he here in the first place? Presumably it's to do something to the Emperor, but then when we see him here, he's just, the first thing he does is just go away instead of using the nobodies as a distraction so he can get deeper in. I, I, Zigbar? Zigbar? My man. Ziggy? Um, get it under control. It's so weird. Cause he's like, sort of like awkwardly standing there. He's not making any movement. Like it, cause that cutscene triggers when you walk up to them, he's just fucking standing there. And it looks like he's just like awkwardly peering through the door. Like he, he, eventually this dragon's going <laughs> to fuck some shit up <laughs> and like nothing happens. Maybe he just really wants to be here to see the destruction when it happens. I believe it. He's a weird dude. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, I just read a joke that I re- wrote for like in another five minutes. Very good. Uh, so the emperor and Shang are defined now. Um, the emperor explains that scene we saw a minute ago with Riku. Um, he says a young stranger visited and kicked the shit out of my bodyguard. Um, <laughs> and reveals that he was the one who was sneaking around. Um, Sora asks if he said anything about a Riku. The Emperor says he didn't say his name, but he was very rude, which confirms Sora's suspicion, as he says, it had to be Riku. Uh, rude? Then it was Riku. <laughs> such a good exchange. Uh, to which Donald says Riku's in the organization, and Goofy just says Gorsh. <laughs> Gorsh. And Mulan says, but why would he come here? Uh, uh. I, this is just a side note. Um, it bothers the hell out of me when there's an unopened chest in a cutscene because I'm like, I gotta open the chest. It's right there, Sora. Just you have the key. Just who cares what the Emperor of China <laughs> is saying? There's a there's a treasure chest that you haven't opened. It's right there. There's a shield in that one, and that one has a torn page. It's got the map to the <laughs> area. Don't you want to know where you are? <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, there's like a rumble and they're like, we should check out what that rumble is. It's probably the giant monster we've already basically forgotten about. Yeah. And so they go and um, right there at the gate, they open it. And my notes say, knock, knock, open up the door. It's real because uh, that motherfucker <laughs> is right there, right at the door, kind of sticks his head in. Um, and then they fight it and Sora wins. 
I have a fan theory that's not a joke this time. Ooh. I have a. It's Ooh. not your fucking. I'll probably uh, still jet, laugh. <laughs> jet, it's not your fucking jet monkey is and some shit, which is totally true. <laughs> it's not your, you know, whatever other garbage I've said before. And maybe this isn't a fan theory, and maybe it's just a detail um, that I'm exceptionally dumb, so I didn't <laughs> notice it before. But later, you'll find out that, uh, you know, I guess we kind of already mentioned it, that Zigbar is here to turn that dragon into a heartless and get a nobody out of it as well. The nobody of that dragon mm. is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Is the nobody that's a dragon that we fight as part of a boss later in this game. It's all connected. If that's true, why was the Heartless so dinky? And the Nobody is so cool. Because Heartless are, are always so much dinkier than Nobody. That's like established that Nobodies are more dangerous. True. I mean, why not? <laughs> Boom. Boom. That's just a theory. Got it. Memorized? <laughs> Uh, I will go, actually, I should dunk more on Matt Pat than I already did. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, no, we don't have to talk about that, but that's so shitty. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to make game theory jokes, and so, but I was like, wait, I should make more fun of Matt Pat, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Undertale to the Pope! I don't, whatever. Um, what the fuck? Where the fuck? They, they, yeah, they kill the, <laughs> they the, beat the dragon. Zora wins. Um, uh, Mulan and Shang, like, embrace, but they're a little embarrassed about uh, it. Sora does that pose. Like, he crosses his arms and stands there. It's really weird. It just happens. Then some fireworks go off because, <laughs> hooray. I was, I was going to make fun of these, as the, of Shang and Mulan as, um, as, as the heterosexual couple, but. Shang Li is actually like a bisexual icon. He's just positive yep. about it. Um, so they go back. They won fireworks. The Emperor is like, hey, you saved the world of the fuck again. Thanks, man. What can I do for you? And Donald's like, thinking about money. And Goofy's a hungry boy. But Sora <laughs> just wants to know what Riku and said. That, the, the fact that Goofy like rubs his belly like, I hope we can get food, makes me realize that they never eat. Um, like Sora, can we just get a like, drive-through? <laughs> I gotta find Riku. Like, There's no time for McDoubles. Gosh, <laughs> Donald got to eat the ice cream. <laughs> I don't get to eat anything. No wonder he didn't fucking hesitate. The duck hasn't eaten in days. <laughs> they were asleep for a goddamn year. <laughs> they skipped <laughs> breakfast after sleeping for a full year. <laughs> the most important meal of the day. What the fuck happens? Oh, he asks what... Sora asks what Riku said, um, and he explains the thing that we've basically already talked about. He being the emperor. Yeah. The, imp the emperor explains that Riku came to say that one of the powerful dragons that are very important in this land was turned into a heartless by, presumably, Zigbar, um, and was warning them to get his armies ready or whatever. But then Riku came the second time to say uh, that things have changed. And then Shang chimes in and, and says that uh, Riku said three wise guys are here and will handle it. Which presumably is Sora, Donald, and Goofy. The Goof Troop! And then they're like, oh yeah, that's definitely Riku then. 
It's weird that he's hanging around with Organization 13, even though he's not, and we know that he just wears the cloak because he needs to wear it to walk between the darkness and not allow the organization for, to track him. Yeah. But as far as Goof Troop knows, if you wear the cloak, you're in the org. You know, but, I, don't, I didn't play Chain of Memories my first time playing Kingdom Hearts 2, but I still never once considered that was the case. <laughs> You put on the, <laughs> you wear the cloak, you're in. That's all it takes. That's the only initiation. They never doubted that Mickey wasn't in the organization. It's a very good point. What the fuck? Anyways, uh, uh so now Shen, or, uh, the emperor asks, uh, what Mulan wants, which I guess the Sora, Don, and the Goofy are just <laughs> rounded up to one person, because then Mulan's uh-huh. separate. Uh, and she asks if uh bisexual icon Shang Li can take a break. Um, and he can't. He can't. His job is too important. But sh- he instead offers that she can work alongside him, and then they'll spend every waking moment together and eventually hate each other. Sora cries at the end. Title card because we're done with this world. Let's Ooh, that go. That was a tasty vape rip. <laughs> oh no! Don't make a joke about it. Then I have to leave it in. Um, <laughs> that was. I I rarely hear them, but that one was. That was a fat rip. There we go. <laughs> There's your vape ASMR, everybody. And as the cloud uh, uh, subsides, we see that we have trans- transitioned into Beast's <laughs> Castle. Wow. What fancy new vape podcast technology. Podcast CGI. <laughs> uh, Beast's Castle. 2018. 2018. Beast's Castle. Return to Beast's Castle. We open up with a scene of Belle. In her fancy yellow dress from the film Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, the wardrobe <laughs> is also there. And she says, I hope tonight goes well. And Belle says that she doesn't know why the Beast is so nervous. And the wardrobe says that he has his shy side. Um, and now we cut to the entrance hallway where we see Beast pacing nervously in his very fancy suit. Again from the film Beauty and the Beast. Don't know if you've seen it. But Sora arrives, and uh, Sora's like, hey, what up, Beast? We're looking for the nobody world. I don't know why we're here. We know this isn't it. Uh, and Beast doesn't give a single fucking shit that Sora is there. Yeah. <laughs> Tries to ignore him. It's also, like, I guess it's supposed to be they're sort of following where the Heartless and nobodies are, and Donald's like, I don't see any, but Goofy's like, I think they're close, though, which makes me wonder how Goofy <laughs> has the ability to sense the location of Heartless and Nobody's. But anyway, yeah, as you mentioned, Beast is like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just want to live uh, like my goddamn life. And you three motherfuckers keep coming in and messing shit up. Uh, and he says, tonight is very important. And he and Belle walk into the ballroom together. And Goofy's like, uh, y'all, did we come at a bad time? <laughs> And Donald says there's only Don- one way to find out, and he charges his duck ass in there to ruin everything. So funny! <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's and even Sora so is like, uh, Donald. It's very clear what this is like a date. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> um. So we see the inside of the ballroom, and they're, uh, you know, getting ready to have that very important dance scene again from the film Beating the Beast. Don't know if you've seen it. And Lumiere and uh, Cogsworth are like getting ready to sort of set the music and and begin the the experience. But uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are now in the room, and Lumiere is like, "Oh, and our guests are welcome to, I guess." Um, Zaldan voice. 
Welcome, indeed. You made him sound just as stupid as he is. Yeah. Uh, Sora's like, the organization! You don't know when to quit. My Sora voice has slowly turned into Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> that is basically what it has turned into, yeah. Um, Zaldin's like, you never know when to, oh, what the fuck did I write? You never know when you quit, do you? Uh, you never know when to <laughs> quit, is what he actually says. Um, Beast gets really, really mad about everything that is happening. Um, and Belle is sad about that. She's like, oh, not tonight. Um, but Zaldin's like, I've come to take something you hold very dear. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he disappears. Um, and they fight some nobodies, or some heartless, and Beast... He does, he does say some, some Star Wars villain shit. Yeah, he, he says a lot say... of dumb shit. I didn't write any of it down. <laughs> he says, yes, let your anger grow. Oh, yeah. When Beast roars. Hate turns to suffering or something. Uh-huh. Um, what the fuck? So they beat the heartless and nobodies and whatever, and uh, Bell rejoins them from outside, and Goofy's like, well, then he didn't take anything important, because she's fine. Um, to which Beast is like, oh, fuck, and then runs off. Uh, the only other thing that's important to me. <laughs> I only have one other thing that's important to me. Uh, and they're like, I don't know what it is, so they follow. Um, him up to his room. Um, obviously we know it's the Rose, uh, but we get up there to Beast's room. Beast is pissed. Uh, Belle's like, hey, what's, what's wrong? You should, you should maybe calm down. And, uh, Beast starts to yell and blames her. He's like, you just had to have a party, didn't you? Uh, and she's like, which, like, why is that her fault <laughs> at all? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Uh, he's an angry, the whole point is that he's the, the bad guy right now. Um, and I like that Sora, Sora, sta- when, like, tell, puts him in his fucking place yeah, for it. Yeah, uh, uh Belle is like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And Sora is like, no, Belle, you do not have to apologize. He is being unreasonable, yeah. which is so true. And I'm like. Look, he's growing up. Our boy is learning to, like... Slowly. ...understand social situations and the emotions of others. It's great. It's so... It's so good. I hope that doesn't disappear at any moment. <laughs> um, Belle does suggest at one point that he can just get another rose, which pisses him off. Um, and Soros tells him to stop being such a dick. Um, and then he ends up asking Belle and Sora to leave. Uh, something about, like, I'm a beast. I should live like a beast alone. Uh, and, uh, uh, they do leave, and Sora's like, well, maybe if I just get the rose back, everything will be fine, and my notes say that they talk to some candles, um, and... <laughs> Only the one. Yeah, they, well, hmm, let me Is go- Lumiere three candles? Let me look at a picture of Lumiere. He is three candles, you're right, he's multiple candles, because his hands are candles, but, like, <laughs> would you say he is... Weird. Anyways... <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> uh, they explain the the rose lore, um, that you know the, because uh, I guess they explained the curse last time we were here. I already forgot that, but um, I went into this thinking that they just knew jack shit about Beast, uh, but they're like apparently Belle knows jack shit about Beast because in a line we skipped, she was like, "Well, why don't you just get another rose?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess no one knew specifically why the rose was important, yeah. except for the uh, servants. Object gang is how I have them written in my notes. I didn't know what to write, and that's why I think that's why I wrote some candles, because I was like, servants uh-huh. sound bad. 
Um, yeah, yep. But uh, they explain that, like, oh, you know that curse we talked about that, you know, will be lifted if he does that love thing or whatever? Uh, there's a time limit on that, and it's until the Rose dies and caring for it has been his only coping mechanism for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sora's like, ah, oh, well, fuck. I, all right. So they go back, talk to Beast again. Thor gives him a pretty good pep talk um, and says, hey, I know that, that, uh, that Rose thing is kind of your last shot uh, existing, but it's also the last shot of existing for literally everyone who lives here as well. So maybe don't throw that away. Uh, and Beast's like, all right, fine. And it, it, what's the exact line he wrote down? Because I actually think it's pretty good. Ooh, where are we now? I <laughs> lost track. Uh, it's um, where he says that he's, he says, "There's one thing I know, and that this it's that this castle belongs to me, and Zaldin will never be welcome here." Yeah, he says or that. I know one thing, and Sora says what? And he says, "This castle belongs to me. Zaldin will never be welcome here." I actually had it more accurate than I thought. Nice. Uh, so they go back to the entrance hall. Zaldin is sort of standing up on the window like a dumbass uh, with the rose. Says, So, Beast, you came after all. No, that's not... My notes say that Zaldin says some shit. Who cares? Um, His voice is so breathy, I can't do it right. It's like, You had me worried. I was afraid you had given up for good. Sora says, What do you guys really want? And he says... Kingdom Hearts. Three when to Kingdom come out. Hearts is ours, we can exist fully and completely. And then he reveals his so face, he... and it's really stupid. I forgot how dumb he looked. He has a dumb face. He has a really and he says, dumb face and dumb facial hair and dreads. Bad. He says, yeah, he says, So you see, Beast, that's why we need your Heartless and your nobody. And then they fight some nobodies. Uh, then they fight some nobodies. <laughs> Sora yeah. wins. And we see Zaldin walking his dumb ass outside. Uh, Sora follows. When they get outside, Goofy looks up and notices Belle sad on a balcony. Um, and I don't really know what her response is. She looks scared. I don't know if what. This scene is weird to me. This scene is really weird. It's supposed to be that Zaldin, like, puts the rose... Zal- yeah, so, she, so she's like... She sees Goofy down there all scared and, and she's like oh shit and starts to go inside and then the rose is there on the balcony with her and she's like well this isn't a trap she picks it up and then <laughs> goes back to the the edge and sort of yells at that beast and everybody's like hey look i totally got the rose everything's fine and then what a surprise zaldin is there kidnapping her and i don't know they they start running the other direction i don't know if they can see where zaldin's going I didn't, uh, but they go to the the bridge area and the bridge over the moat. Yeah, and they go to fight him, and he s- says this really stupid dumbass line. He's like, "I like to travel light, so which should I leave behind, Bell or the Rose?" And Bell just fucking elbows him, takes the rose, and runs away. So baller. It's so sick. But fucking, where's her keyblade? Um, yeah. Anyway, so that happens, and now Beast and Sora are going to beat the shit out of him. And my notes draw attention to a, a part of this fight that I want you to look. Oh. My. God. Are you going to talk about how, I, like, I was just going to write, they fight, Sora wins? Uh-huh. Oh, no. This is, this, is, this is before that. 
I will talk about oh. um, that instance that you're about to talk about, which is okay. totally canon. It has, it has to be now. Um, but I want you to uh-huh. open up this scene where I have, oh, no. I have it linked. Oh, I forgot you even linked me a I thing. I linked you a thing to a very specific moment, 19 minutes, 16 seconds <sighs> into this episode. And I want you to listen to what Zoldan sounds like in this okay. fight. That's good. <laughs> You're going to edit that in, right? So I don't have to explain it? Uh, yeah, I want to listen to it again myself. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, anyway, so the thing that you were about to talk about, as this fight goes on, it's, this, this time it isn't so simple as they fight and Sora wins. Um, no. Uh, the monkey falls. The, the jet engines have stalled. This fight is stupid bullshit hard. I hate it. One thing that I never knew when fighting this boss when I played this game is that you can, like, mash the triangle reaction commands to do the, like, the, the learn... The jumps, yeah. Yeah, the way, that, the way it works is you can, like, uh, do the sort of dragoon jump that he does with the spear. Yeah. If you hit a reaction command called learn... And apparently you can just mash it and learn it like 10 times and like do a big chunk of his HP and that's how you're supposed to do it. But it's really unintuitive that you can even do it that way. So I only learned once at a time and it's an incredibly difficult boss if you don't play it that way. Even with that, there's just like, there's points where it's impossible to touch him without taking damage and he has that big laser beam move that's like really difficult to dodge. It just, it's not a great, not a great boss fight. But um, Jetmog HD, our our prophet, our our leader in these times uh, fails. He, he dies into this fight. And in a thing that as soon as it happened, I was like, oh man, I know this doesn't happen all the time, but I hope it happens right now. And it did. <laughs> he is saved by Mickey Mouse. I forgot that you can just play as Mickey Mouse in this game sometimes. Yeah, in certain bosses, when Sora dies, you have, a, you have the option to give up or not. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then Mickey Mouse will appear out of nowhere and save the day. And when Mickey's HP runs out, then he uses a phoenix down on Sora. Mm -hmm. And Sora gets back up and fights and finishes the fight, and Mickey just fucks off. Yeah, Mickey just disappears after Sora's back up. Um, So yeah, because this happened in the the Let's Play, it has to be canon now. Mm -hmm. but Sora carries on and wins. Uh, my notes do say it does make me wonder. Barely. Like, do we know what Mickey, what the fuck he's doing right now? What he's, I don't know. Because if he's like trying to stop the organization, he's not doing a good job of it. What? Because Sora is the only one who kills him in this game. Yeah, no, I don't know. What the fuck is Mickey Mouse doing at any given point? Um, I don't know. I noticed that the move that he does to revive Sora is called like a D charge. That's a nice touch. <laughs> uh, charge that D. Uh, <sighs> uh, they win. Sora wins somehow. Um, Zoldan's fucking dead. God bless. We get in some secret report number four, and it is my turn to read that bad boy. About to kick back. Kick back. <clears throat> Man, these are so much longer in this game. Bullshit. Yup. I don't know. I don't want to update Java now. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, I'm sure I want to. Jesus. 
<clears throat> this is the secret, secret Ansem's report for the syntax on that title is horrendous. Okay. The distant days spent in that beautiful paradise are an illusion to me now. How long have I been here, banished to the realm of nothingness? It is only by relying upon my anger and hatred that I have been able to retain my sense of self here, where all existence is nullified. My heart is being overcome with hatred towards my apprentices, possessed by the darkness, and with the anger I feel for stupidly allowing myself to be betrayed. Is this darkness eating away at my heart? I cannot continue to idle away my time here. What are Xehanort and the others attempting to do? I must unravel the mystery of these Ansem supports. Oof. I must unravel the mystery of these Ansem's <laughs> reports, intercept my apprentices, and defeat them. That is my mission, the only way to repay the world for my sins. Those beings who lack hearts, the heartless... That's not true. <laughs> those beings who lack hearts, the heartless, must be the key. The darkness of the heart made flesh. Mm. Cursed shadows who not only lack hearts, but multiply by seizing hearts from any and all living things. Where have they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> um, that does, it does say, Where have they come from and where are they going? Three elements combined to create a life, a heart, a soul, and a body. But what of the soul and body left behind when the heart is lost? When the soul leaves the body, it's a vessel, life gives way to death. But what about when the heart leaves? A being does not perish when a heart leaves its body. I beg to differ. A being does not perish when its heart <laughs> leaves its body. The heart alone disappears into the darkness. There is little time. If I remain in this realm much longer, I will certainly learn these answers the hard way. My heart is already a captive of the darkness. Yikes. Made it. Uh, no wonder he's such Bell... a fucking angry asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bell hands the rose over to Beast. And she says, I know, you want me to leave the castle. And he says, uh, what matters is you weren't hurt by Zaldan. You're safe. And I'm very grateful to you for bringing the rose back to me. Thank you. She says, it's the least I could do. You've been good to me, and you didn't have to be. And he says, listen, uh... And everyone's like, come on, say it. You can do it. <laughs> have courage. Be brave. I hate the scene because it literally goes one by one through every person standing there. And it's just uh -huh. this really awkward thing. I imagine for everyone. Uh... And uh, Beast says, Belle, I'd like you to stay with me, please. And she says that she will. And then Lumiere says, Maestro, music. And then there's music, but from... Where? From where? I don't know. There's ju you just hear the, you know, beauty and the beauty. Like, it's not song, obviously. Yeah. But you hear, my, like, my notes say it's just like, that it's, it's a bad MIDI of, uh, <laughs> of, the, of the theme song from the movie Beauty and the Beast. I don't know Who if you've seen it. Who is playing this music? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they don't. Is there a record player companion that they have that we haven't seen? Probably. Uh, they point out that Belle seemed like she was having a lot of fun when she elbowed Zaldan and that she's very special and that she loves adventure and they point out that so does Beast and they make a good pair. And then the world is done. Title card for Beauty and the Beast. We're done. Peace, fuckers. Later. Uh, there's a quick scene where we see that the Coliseum or the, yeah, Olympus Coliseum is now available to the monkey butt once again and we see a a snippet of Chippendale picking up some fuzzy, weird readings, which is probably the last world, but we don't know yet. 
And that's it. That's the show. Got it remembered. Got it remembered. Where are you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Uh, I do two other podcasts. Uh, anime rewatch podcast called We Are Watching One Piece. I'll let you guess what anime it's for. And a video game discussion podcast called Objectively Good, which I think this is the same week that we get an episode of that. Haven't recorded it yet. I don't know. Uh, where are you on the internet, Wheels? You can find me on Twitter at TheTravisW and on two podcasts. Well, three if you count this one. But the other two, uh, one of them is a tabletop role-playing game show called Very Random Encounters, where we use random number generators to determine as many things as possible. And then the other is a media review show and recommendation engine called Arbitrary Archive, wherein my brother and I talk about movies and music and things. If you want to help out the show, you can back us on Patreon. That's super cool. Get you some bonus episodes. Uh, Still blows me away how many of you have already yep. done it. Thank you so it's much. awesome. Our first bonus episode was a lot of fun. I imagine they will continue to be that fun. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up. You can also rate us on iTunes, which is a huge help to us. Uh, just pretend you like us a little bit more than you do. Um, just, uh, thanks. Uh, but, but, yeah, get that average up yeah. uh, back to five stars because we've been at that 4.5 ever, t- ever since uh, somebody thought we-, we were supposed to be pro gamers, <laughs> which we're not. And we like the pro gaming, the you, Jet Monkey. Um, yeah, how about you bring us back up to that five star average? We would very much appreciate I would, it. That would be the best. Um, you can always email us at oof, memorizecast at gmail.com. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter at memorizecast as well. Um, our linked tweet will take you to our Discord. Um, also, all this should be in the show notes. Our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops, and you're going to hear that in like 30 seconds. Uh, is that it? Is that everything? I think it was... Yeah, I think that's everything. Right. That was The Land of Dragons and Beast's Castle again. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. Memorized. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.